Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast of Excellence, Book 4, Chapter 11 of War and Peace. I just went to the movies for the first time in a long time. I, I, I'm a very regular movie-goer. I'll go to the cinemas, you know, a few times a month, maybe. One of my, one of my favourite little treats, you know, a little treat for myself. But I haven't been to the movies in, I reckon... Um, maybe close to over a year, it'll be over a year since I've been to the movies, so it was kind of cool. Went and saw that um, Chaos Walking with young Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. They were just delightful. Delightful. Anyway, let's talk about Book 4, Chapter 11. Um, How do you think this conflict over Sonya will affect Dolokhov and Rostov's friendship. Hey, wait. Why do I feel like I've already read that? I think I'm reading the wrong one. Yep, I am reading the wrong discussion. Huh. Why is it two from... I'm really confused. I think I might have forgotten to post last night's chapter. I think I might have forgotten to... I definitely did the um, podcast last night, but I must have not pressed publish. Ah, let me have a look here. Let me have a look. Um, and now I'm paranoid that I didn't post the uh, the, the reading. Just logging into my podcast app thing. Alright, so we did chapter 12 last night, but I must not have pressed submit on the discussion prompts. Wow, that's my bad. (laughs) I didn't realise till just now when I opened up the most recent discussion and it was from yesterday. Or the day before, sorry. Um, my apologies for that, guys. If you had anything interesting to say about Book 4, Chapter 12, you had nowhere to go and say it. Um, carry it forward into today's... Well, I'll just, we'll skip to Chapter 13 discussion, um, but if you would like to talk about the previous chapter as well, you're free to do that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take you through a little memory lane from one year ago and read the, the, the um, chapter discussion from last year. For chapter 12. I am Norwegian said, I am loving Denisov's lisping. She'll be a wheel booty. She's graceful. Um, Dolokhov does not appear to be at the ball. What do you make of this? Do you think it is a sign of how his friendship with Rostov has been affected? Uh, Zukov 17 has a summary. Iagul, known for his extravagant and excellent balls, hosts another, which everyone is really psyched about. It's a great time to dance, have fun and flirt. Natasha is the star of the show. All eyes are on her and she's in an incredible dancer. Denisov particularly is obsessed with Natasha. Eventually Natasha comes and asks Denisov to dance. He plays it coy, but when he gives in, breaks into an amazing, if not traditional, dance move that becomes the envy of every girl there. Denisov and Natasha are side by side all night. 
Um, Helen of York said, It's interesting that two girls got engaged at these kiddie balls and that made everyone flock to them. Dennis obviously in love with Natasha. How embarrassing. Interesting that both cousins Sonia and Natasha inspire battle-hardened men to make fools of themselves. All right. The mazurka going off. All right. I guess um, that's going to be our discussion for today. And let's just move on. And maybe this time I won't forget to um, post the discussion prompt. So what does that mean we're reading now? Uh, there's no way to scroll up on this stupid computer. Hang on. Um, book 4, chapter 13. If I'm not mistaken. Goes like this. For two days after that, Rostov did not see Dolokhov at his own or at Dolokhov's home. On the third day, he received a note from him. As I do not intend to be at your house again for reasons you know of and am going to rejoin my regiment, I am giving my farewell supper tonight to my friends. Come to the English Hotel. At about 10 o'clock, Rostov went to the English Hotel straight from the theatre where he had been with his family and Denisov. He was at once shown to the best room, which Dolokhov had taken for that evening. Some twenty men were gathered round a table at which Dolokhov sat between two candles. On the table was a pile of gold and paper money, and he was keeping the bank. Rostov had not seen him since his proposal and Sonya's refusal, and felt uncomfortable at the thought of how they would meet. Dolokhov's clear, cold glance met Rostov as soon as he entered the door, as though he had long expected him. It's a long time since we met, he said. Thanks for coming, I'll just finish dealing, and then Ilushka will come with his chorus. I called once or twice at your house, said Rostov, reddening. Dolokhov made no reply. You may punt, he said. Rolokov recall, sorry, Rostov recalled at that moment a strange conversation he had once had with Dolokhov. None but fools trust to, to luck in play, Dolokhov had then said. Or are you afraid to play with me, Dolokhov now asked, as if guessing Rostov's thought. Beneath his smile, Rostov saw him in the mood he had shown at the club dinner and at other times when, as if tired of everyday life, he had felt a need to escape from it by some strange and usually cruel action. Rostov felt ill at ease. He tried but failed to find some joke with which to reply to Dolokhov's words. But before he had thought of anything, Dolokhov looked straight in his face, said slowly and deliberately so that everyone could hear, "'Do you remember we had a talk about cards?' He's a fool who trusts the luck, one should make certain, and I want to try. To try his luck, or the certainty, Rostov asked himself. Well, you'd better not play, Dolokhov added, and springing a new pack of cards, said, Bank, gentlemen. Moving the money forward, he prepared to deal. Rostov sat down by his side and at first did not play. Dolokhov kept glancing at him. Why don't you play, he asked. And, strange to say, Nicholas felt that he could not help taking up a card, putting a small stake on it, and beginning to play. I have no money with me, he said. I'll trust you. Rostov stacked five rubles on a card and lost. Staked again, and again lost. Dolokhov killed, that is, beat. Ten cards of Rostov's running. Gentlemen, said Dolokhov, after he had dealt for some time, please place your money on the cards, or I may get muddled in the reckoning. One of the players said he hoped he might be trusted. Yes, you might, but I am afraid of getting the accounts mixed, so I ask you to put the money on your cards, replied Dolokhov. Don't stint yourself, we'll settle afterwards, he added, turning to Rostov. The game continued, a waiter kept handing round champagne. All Rostov's cards were beaten, and he had 800 rubles scored up against him. 
He wrote 800 rubles on a card, but while the waiter filled his glass, he changed his mind and altered it to his usual stake of 20 rubles. Leave it, said Dolokhov, though he did not seem to be even looking at Rostov. You'll win it back sooner or later. I lose to the others, but win from you. Are you afraid of me? he asked again. Rostov submitted. He let the 800 remain and laid down a seven of hearts with a torn corner, which he had picked up from the floor. He well remembered that seven afterwards. He laid down the seven of hearts, on which, with a broken bit of chalk, he had written 800 rubles in clear upright figures. He emptied the glass of warm champagne that was handed him, smiled at Dolokhov's words, and with a sinking heart waited for a seven to turn up, gazed at Dolokhov's hands which held the pack, much deepened on Rostov's winning or losing on that seven of hearts, on, sorry, much depended on Rostov's winning or losing on that seven of hearts. On the previous Sunday, the old count had given his son 2,000 rubles, and though he always disliked speaking of money difficulties, he told Nicholas that this was all he could let him have till May, and asked him to be more economical this time. Nicholas had replied that it would be more than enough for him, and that he gave his word of honour not to take anything more till the spring. Now only 1,200 rubles was left of that money, so that this seven of hearts meant for him not only the loss of 1,600 rubles, but the necessity of going back on his word. With a sinking heart, he watched Dolkov's hands and thought, Now then, make haste and let me have this cart, and I'll take my cap and drive home to supper with Denisov, Natasha and Sonia, and will certainly never touch a cart again. At that moment, his home life, jokes with Petra, talks with Sonia, duets with Natasha, piquet with his father, and even his comfortable bed in the house of the Pavlovs, Pavaskaya rose before him with such vividness, clearness and charm that it seemed as if it were all a lost and unappreciated bliss long past. He could not conceive that a stupid chance letting the seven be dealt to the right rather than to the left might deprive him of all his happiness, newly appreciated and newly illumined, and plunge him deep into deep plunge him into the depths of unknown and undefined misery. That could not be, yet he awaited with a sinking heart the movement of Dolokhov's hand. These broad reddish hands with hairy wrists visible from under the shirt cuffs laid down the pack, took up a glass and pipe that were handed to him. So are you afraid to play with me, repeated Dolokhov, as if, and as if about to tell a good story, he put down the cards, leaned back in his chair and began deliberately with a smile. Yes, gentlemen, I've been told... There's a rumour going about Moscow that I'm a sharper, so I advise you to be careful. Come now, deal, exclaimed Rostov. Oh, these Moscow gossips, said Dolokhov. He took up the cards with a smile. Aha! Rostov almost screamed, lifting both hands to his head. The seven was needed, was lying uppermost. The first card in the pack, he had lost more than he could pay. Still, don't ruin yourself, said Dolokhov, with a side glance at Rostov, as he continued to deal. Oh dear, Rostov, what are you doing? Um, he's clearly cheating, right, Dolokhov? Didn't he basically admit it just now? Wouldn't you just say, oh, you know what? You're cheating. I'm not paying you anything. That would be the move. All right, anyway, that's that chapter. Sorry again about not posting the discussion prompts. Um, have your say about this chapter, and I definitely will discuss, uh, post the discussion, uh, and I'll see you tomorrow.